All right. You're probably listening to this and you're feeling tired, maybe hungry. You probably feel like you really need to take a shower. You work very, very hard, actually around the clock. You work harder than any person that isn't you. You work seven days a week. You more than likely have a huge pile of laundry just sitting on your bed. And every day you're like, I'm going to fold those. And then when you go into the laundry, or I mean, the laundry room, I mean, it might as well be, right? You go into your bedroom and you see that pile of laundry and you're like, Ugh. so you peel it all off and put it back into the basket unfolded. You have a sink that's just completely loaded with dirty dishes and you need to deal with that. But there's just a billion other things pressing you at this very moment. The last time you had a full night's sleep, maybe or may not be before you even had a child. You're constantly giving love out to these little people and working really hard to ensure that they have a beautiful and an incredible future. You probably feel like you're screwing up at different times, but regardless of those feelings, you continue to keep going. You continue to try to craft and cultivate a beautiful life for your children. There are so many, many reasons why you're an incredible mom. But today on this episode of the Genuine Mom Club podcast, I am going to share with you six facts about being a mom that are just going to completely blow your mind. So before I continue talking randomly. We're going to just like jump right into today's episode. And I really hope that you enjoy these facts. Okay, here we go. I'm so glad that you found the Genuine Mom Club podcast. We live in a digital world that so often leaves mamas behind. That's why I'm here to help you get through the days and not feel so alone. I'll be covering topics from anxiety, to homeschool, to health, to raising kids, and so much more. I'll be joined by some pretty incredible experts on all of these various topics to help you with all of your mama questions. Whatever you need, I'm right here to help you. Thank you for listening to the Genuine Mom Club podcast. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. I'm so excited. Okay, so I'm just like, I'm beyond thrilled because I'm going to be dropping like some really incredible facts for you during this episode. And I'm just like beyond excited about them. Uh, I've done so much research in the last week and I am thrilled to be able to share this stuff with you. And hey, like maybe you're like, you know, you'll listen to the facts and be like, I already knew that. But like, whatever, because this just makes me so excited. So as you probably already know I live in Canada and it's almost Mother's Day here. Depending on when you listen to this, it may or may not be Mother's Day. But listen, I am a firm believer that mothers need more than just a day. We need like a week, a month, maybe maybe even a year because like we're freaking amazing. Am I right? Like seriously, you deserve to be celebrated because you are so incredible. The fact that you spend all day every single day caring for little tiny people that never really appreciate it is enough reason that you need a holiday. But these next facts are pretty (laughs) incredible also and will also aid in the idea that you need to have more than just one Mother's Day a year. Okay, so fact number one. Okay, there was a survey done by 
Mother and Baby magazine, this study or survey, whatever, asked how much sleep mothers were getting on average a night. So get this. The study concluded that mothers survive on an average of just three and a half hours of sleep a night for the first four months of their baby's life. And this doesn't just apply to the newborn stage, okay? So my life as a mother is defined by my sleep getting interrupted, I swear to you. But every day I get up, I work, I clean, I cook, I love on my kids, I homeschool my kids, and then I go to sleep and get on a, like I get very interrupted sleep and then I do it all over again. Like moms are amazing. When my kids were babies, I remember they would cry in the night and it was legit like my husband had no ability to hear them and actually wake up. It would drive me absolutely nuts. I mean, this still actually happens. Nevertheless, I get up and I care for the kids while he snores away, which brings me to fact number two. Why exactly is it that most women report hearing their child cry in the night and immediately waking and getting like... I don't know, like just getting up and going to get the baby or kids, but your husband, he just seems to sleep through it. For instance, this is a big one. I will be in a complete dead sleep and I'll hear one of my kids cry from maybe a bad dream they had or like something else in another room. They're in another room. My door's closed, their door's closed. My brain immediately wakes me up and I jump up like I'm, I'm about to go to war. Whereas there was a thunderstorm and I remember my husband telling me about it. It was like apparently this crazy, crazy thunderstorm and I slept through it, even though the thunderstorm was much louder, according to my husband, than my kids cry. How? How is this possible? So here's why. So fact number two, you as your child's mother are literally biologically wired to hear your child's cry. How cool is that? Okay, so research in how a baby's cry impacts its mother on a physical level, researchers did this like research on it and a study of mother mice published in, I think it's called Nature. I'm gonna cite to all of this like at the, it'll be in the show notes. So anyways, um, it found that adding oxytocin, I can't even talk today. Oxytocin, which is a hormone released in strong doses during labor and lactation, which we already know about. Okay, so these researchers took oxytocin and they released it into the brains of the moms. Now, we know that when we have a baby, our hormone level of oxytocin is very high. So they took this oxytocin and they put it into the, the mice. Now, the brains of the moms changed the way they processed the sounds of crying pups. This is for the mice. And actually helped them learn how to recognize and respond to the sounds. According to Robert Fromke, who was actually the study's senior investigator, it suggested that oxytocin actually amplifies the way auditory cortex processes incoming cries from our own babies. And while this study was obviously with mice, it applies to moms too. Like how the sound of a crying baby stirrups like this huge, horrible, great sense of urgency. Dads can respond to babies' cries, yes, <laughs> even if your husband sleeps through it, but the brain chemistry is a little different compared to a mom. So 
in father mice, they did show a higher oxytocin level for the male mice that lived with children, like children mice, whatever those are called, mice and mices. I don't even know. So yes, your husband can hear and respond, but not nearly at the level your body is biologically set up to respond. How insanely cool is that? Okay, fact number three of why you're so incredible. Your heart actually grows during pregnancy. Say what? I'm I'm not just like talking figuratively. Like, you know how we're always like, oh, well, you know, my heart grew when I had a baby because now I love, you know, more than, you know, just my spouse, whatever. Your blood volume actually increases by up to 50% and your heart beats faster and stronger. This happens, you know, so that your heart can keep up with supporting the baby that is living in your womb. It's so incredible. So your body, we all know that your body changes during pregnancy. Like obviously you, you get a huge pot belly, but also your heart changes too. Like how insanely cool is that? Okay. So fact number four, your smile is literally like music. Okay. So babies and their mothers have this like deep physiological connection. In one study of infant reaction to mothers, fathers, and strangers, they took an infant girl and this infant was brought into a lab and sat in a plastic seat that was curtained off from distractions. So the baby was then approached by her mother, then her father, and then a stranger chest monitors on the baby and the adults show that the baby synchronized her heart rate to that of the mother or father when they approached, but she didn't synchronize her heart rate to the strangers, thank goodness. This data suggests that babies and their caretakers are entwined in a homeostatic relationship with the baby clicking in with the parents to achieve some sort of balance. Our babies ourselves emphasis mine but that's not the end of the study because more reports showed that three-month-old babies and their mothers coordinate heart rhythms when moms show signs of affection like smiling how cool so when you smile at your baby your heart rates sink sink not like sink but like sink whatever anyways i'm trying to sound smart and it's it's very difficult. So anyways, fact number five, this one's really cool. And I shared it actually on Instagram this past week. And I got a lot of feedback from it because people thought it was just fascinating. So I thought I would kind of plug it into the podcast too. So fact number five, your voice is just as comforting as a hug. How cool is that? So researchers, basically they took seven to 12 year old girls And they had them deliver this impromptu speech. And then they were kind of asked to publicly answer questions. So they like they publicly quizzed them with a series of these math problems. So, I mean, that's pretty high stress, right? Like I remember when I was a kid in that sort of situation is very stressful. So the researchers then worked to figure out uh, ways that would calm the girls. So then they took the girls they divided the girls into three groups one group was comforted by physical contact with their mother like a hug the other group received phone calls from their mothers and the final group watched a film that was deemed emotionally neutral 
and the the film that they watched in case you're curious it was the march of the penguins so anyways through um saliva and urine tests which they ran on these on these girls it showed that oxytocin levels rose in the first two groups and didn't rise in the third group so the oxytocin levels rose in the groups of girls that called their mom or hugged their mom but not in the group that watched the very famous the march of the penguins and when the oxytocin hormone levels rose for these girls their cortisol hormone faded how cool is that right so leslie seltzer she's from the university of wisconsin madison she led this research and she said the children who got to interact with their mothers had virtually the same hormonal response whether they interacted in person or over the phone and even cooler is the fact that the soothing effect lingered long after the conversation or interaction with their mothers your voice holds the power to calm your child down like what an incredible gift okay here comes fact number six and i am telling you this is my most favorite 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 fact this is just so awesome and i love it so much okay have you heard of microchimerism hmm okay so this is known as a condition in which women harbor cells that originated in their children even decades before so in pregnancy women are like shapeshifters and after delivery they hold another kind of magic so microchimerism I, I don't know if I pronounced that the same as before. The first time I know I pronounced it right because I looked it up, but this time I'm not sure, but you know, just refer back. So these unique cells, which are full of our children's DNA, collect in our hearts, our brains, basically everywhere we can think of. These cells become part of us. They often stay with us for decades upon decades. This is true even if the baby we carried unfortunately didn't live to be born so when the heart is injured fetal cells seem to flock to the site of the injury and turn into several different types of specialized heart cells some of these even start beating with the heart which was shown in a mouse study how cool is that so your little one yes you carried them in your belly right and then you had them but they were also carried in your heart. They're also little cells from them were transferred into you. And now they are a part of you forever or maybe not forever, but like for decades. Like that is just so insanely cool. A study posted in uh, New York Times, it was called a pregnancy souvenir cells that are not your own, states that a team of pathologists at Leiden University Medical Center in the Netherlands carried out an experiment that appeared to be doomed to fail. What they did, so they collected tissue from 26 women who had sadly passed away during or after pregnancy. All of them had been carrying sons. The pathologist then stained the samples to check for Y chromosomes. Essentially, the scientists were looking for male cells in female bodies. And their search was actually hugely successful. The researchers found cells with Y chromosomes in every tissue sample they examined. Male cells were present in every single organ that the scientists study, like the brain, the heart, 
the kidneys in, in others. <laughs> it's so cool. And even way back in the 1990s, you know, like the olden days, scientists, I'm not from the 1990s. What are you talking about? Anyways, scientists found the very first clues that cells from both sons and daughters can escape from the uterus and spread through a mother's body. They called the phenomenon fetal microchimerism, whatever it's called, which is after the chimera, which is a monster from Greek mythology that was part lion, goat, and dragon. So these fetal cells don't just drift around aimlessly. Uh, so they did studies of female mice, and these studies show that fetal cells that end up in their hearts actually develop into cardiac tissue. Okay, so according to Dr. J. Lee Nelson, uh, he is an expert on microchimerism at the Fred Hutchinson Cancer Research Center in Seattle. He says they're becoming beating heart cells. So those cells from your baby that are in you now are literally becoming a part of you. The new study suggests that women almost always carry fetal cells every single time they are pregnant. These cells have been detected as early as seven weeks into pregnancy. In later years, these cells may disappear, but sometimes the cells are with you for a lifetime. <laughs> Some studies even suggest that fetal microchimerism protects women against disease. How cool, right? Some of these cells may help maintain the health of the mother, like basically by healing wounds. For example, they have even found cells from the baby that have been found like around a C-section wound. Like, I don't know if that like blows you away, but it completely blows me away. So fetal cells are, they're frequently found in breast tissue even. So they're even found through different tests, they've even found that these cells can also be found in breast milk. Some researchers have argued that children might thrive more if their fetal cells drove up milk production. So another interesting fact is mothers, they nurture their babies with body heat and the thyroid gland, which is located in the neck, it acts like a thermostat and fetal cells in the thyroid gland, in theory, could cause mothers to generate more heat than they would have otherwise. So it's so cool. All this to say, like all of these facts, all of these really cool things that I'm talking about, like obviously I'm not an expert on all of these discussions and topics and research and surveys and you know all of this stuff, but I just find it so fascinating that you're not just a mom, okay? You're not just, you know, living on this planet, raising little people, like you are, amazing. Your body does incredible things. You carry life inside of you. And that life has also been transferred to you. Like you are just completely and utterly fabulous. And that deserves to be celebrated. You, you're, you're going to have tough mommy days. Like that's just a given. Like we all have days where it's just like, what the actual heck am I doing? You will have days where you feel like you're just such a huge failure as a mom. You're going to have days that you wonder if your kids are, you know, going to turn out okay because maybe they have like really bad tempers or whatever the case may be. Your kid's like obsessed with fire. We went through a phase like that. It was, it was not fun. But your kids aren't going to be 
a failure. They're not going to be a mess when they grow up because they have you as their mother, somebody who genuinely loves them, cares about them, and wants the very, very best for them. You're going to have days that you wonder, you know, if your kids are even like, okay, but they are because they have you. So listen up. Whatever you're feeling today, I just want you to know you are so amazing. You're so incredibly amazing. You grew, protected, and nurtured a life inside of you. You fed, loved, and cared for these little tiny people, even when they drive you crazy. (laughs) Even when you're completely exhausted, you have these beautiful little people that you are protecting, caring for, nurturing, feeding, loving. You just keep moving forward. You keep working every single day. You just never give up. And that is just amazing. You are an amazing woman. So whether you're listening to this close to Mother's Day, maybe on Mother's Day, after, or maybe it's not even close to Mother's Day when you listen to this, just take this as your mother's moment. That's what we're going to call it instead of Mother's Day. Mother's moment. Congratulate yourself for doing such an amazing job. Like, it's just so incredible. You think of when you're a kid or a teenager or something and you take a big test and you pass it and everybody's so proud of you. Or, you know, you get into a school that you really wanted to go to and you get the degree you wanted and everyone celebrates you and you have, you know, graduation ceremony and people like give you gifts and everyone's like, wow, you're so awesome. You're doing such a great job. But nobody does that for moms. Nobody shows up and says like, you're incredible. You're doing such a great job. Like, let's celebrate you. So Mother's Day, even you probably won't be celebrated the way you deserve to be celebrated. So just know that you're incredible, that your amazingness is literally sinking into your children. Your love is growing their hearts into the beautiful people that they are going to become. These kids need you. They need you. You are the perfect mom for your children. You are amazing. You are loving. You are caring. You are such a wonderful example. I mean, even on the days when you make mistakes and you fail and you mess up, you're still such an incredible example to your children because your kids need to know that they can make mistakes. If you raise kids that think they can never make mistakes, they're going to have issues for their entire life. But when they see that their parent also messes up sometimes, that's a beautiful gift that you are giving to your children. So yeah, if you're a hot mess mom, you're so good for your kids. You really are. You don't have to have it all together all the time. You don't have to look perfect all the time. You're incredible just the way you are. Just like Bruno Mars says in that song. Hey girl, you're amazing. Okay, I'm done. Sorry. But anyway, seriously, I am completely in awe of all of the beautiful moms out there. I am rooting for you. I say you're incredible. You're awesome. You're doing such a great job. And happy Mother's Moment whenever you're listening to this. If you enjoyed these facts that I am sharing with you today, let me know. Let me know which one was your favorite. 
definitely number six was my favorite. The microchimerism, microchimerism. That was my favorite, definitely. But let me know which one was your favorite. And I'd love for you to leave me a review if you feel like it. Unless you don't want to review me in a nice way, then don't leave me a review. But if you want to say something nice, do it. It makes me super happy. And that could be like my little Mother's Day gift from you. So that'd be so nice. But anyways, all right, I'm going to go. I'm looking forward to next week because I am hopefully having a guest. I am just trying to work out the details for that. And yeah, we will talk to you next week. Have an amazing time. Remember that you're awesome. Remember that it's okay if you want to eat the chocolate or the ice cream. Okay, bye-bye for now.